0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's NFL football discussion with me, Mr. Williams. No guest. Uh, it's one of those where it's uh, it's the week where the host and the co-host play each other. So there's uh, there's no guests. Just uh, just me and Mr. Williams this week. Uh, People, if you are checking us out on YouTube, if you can do us a big favour and just click the subscribe button, it helps the uh, channel, uh, which ultimately helps everybody, uh, helps us bring uh, fantastic content to you, the people. So here we go, this is Cookie Cast. Laces Out. back once again with the renegade what hey oh, no that's not it that's not how this one starts that's how a different podcast starts uh, what about renegade masters I don't even know if that's what it says
1: what would that even be classed as? Um, mid 2000s t- mid 2000s late late 90s
0: old music podcast with your host old man yeah Cook. we'll go Um, But it's not that podcast, in fact, it is my face for you people, you YouTube people, and his face, the two faces of this ship that drive through the world of the NFL.
1: American Hand
0: Egg. American Hand Egg. I was just about to say, the egg-shaped ball. Uh, It is... uh, it's beginning to look a lot like end of the season. I mean, it's it's not, but for me, I reach a certain point of the season where I'm like, season's basically done now, is it? You know, <laughs> when you can see the end of the fantasy season coming over the hill, you're like, well, you know, it might as well just it might as well just fuck off for now. Um, there are no guests. Uh, The eagle-eyed amongst you. There is a reason for that. It's not because we scared all of our guests away like other weeks. Uh, It is, in fact, because uh, the way the guest system works is whoever either myself or Mr Williams is playing in fantasy is that week's guest. And it's come round to that time of year again where it's me versus thee, him versus me. So there's no need for a guest. Uh, and the stats mistress had a case of the old. Uh, she was up all night. Yep, we have a child who is allergic to sleep. Um, so that's fun for the whole family, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Um. I did hear hear her say, uh, I should go to bed, really. It's like, well, yeah, you know, it's only seven o'clock. As we like to do, um, we like to look back before looking forward. Uh, And the way we do that is I hand the reins over to my esteemed colleague. And he tells us what last week's picks looked like and how many I won by.
1: Well, Andrew, it's funny you should mention that actually because week eleven of the NFL season, of course. What's uh, what I have noticed is in the last couple of weeks, uh, we've decided to uh, take a week off from getting predictions correct, and uh, we've uh, we've just started. What I can only presume is 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 massively dialing it in. Because we're not, we're not, we're not. We're obviously not playing for points anymore. We're playing for banterific podcast mm-hmm. episodes. I, I can only presume.
0: Um Can you um, can so, you uh, do me a favor and just add one to the count of weeks that my accumulator was over uh, after the first game? Because uh, yeah, that's a, it's another week that that happened.
1: Well, what you should have done is you should have spoken to the stats mistress for the first game. Because she was sensible and she went for the Seahawks to win.
0: I mean, you say sensible. It's sensible in hindsight, isn't it? It wasn't necessarily the sensible move at the time.
1: Yes, but I believe I may have said on the podcast last week. In fact, I'm almost certain that I did. You did. That this was the hardest pick to kit to the hardest game to pick of the entire week. Yeah. Because. You had the thought that if the Seahawks lost this one, they would be technically two games back Yeah, on the Cardinals because yeah. of the two losses to them. So this, this basically resets the tiebreaker that the Cardinals had over them um, and put them one win ahead of them. So... Yeah, I mean... It, Sounded like it was a decent game. I tried to stay up and watch a bit of it, but wasn't wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to stay up for much and then obviously woke up as it was in about the uh, sixth minute of the fourth quarter. So it was like, well, I'm awake now. So I stayed up and watched the end of it. Um So fourteen games to pick from. In third place, as there was no guest picks. With six of 14 picks correct. Oof. He's hit the, the skids a bit. He needs, needs a W from somewhere. It is the podcast host, Mr. Andrew Cook.
0: So, we'll come to this later, obviously, because it's the way things roll. But, I personally feel if ever there's a, wi- ever there's a week to get a win, this is the week. The games practically pick themselves, in my opinion. So, it's not well, great to come last, again, but this is the week.
1: So, we'll see. Just saying. Hashtag, we'll see what happens. Hashtag just saying. You know, who knows? We'll see what happens in the week. It could, it could be that next week is the week and we all get a win. Who knows? So with seven out of fourteen picks correct.
0: It's halfway for
1: ladies. Halfway for gentlemen as it was this guy.
0: Really? Don't correct. don't tell so, me she's had another win.
1: Pick, picking up another win, a second win within a couple of weeks, I believe. Shit that bad. Is the podcast's very own? Stats, Mistress, with eight out of fourteen picks correct. It was for the it was the Seahawks pick that did it for her. Of
0: course, it was
1: the Seahawks pick got her over the line. Can of course. So yeah. So what what that does, Andrew, is that does make the uh, that does make the season picks standings very interesting. It's
0: gonna be real tasty now.
1: Because everyone is within a point of the top. So, we have both the stats mistress and the collective guest on two and a half points. We have the podcast co host on three points. And then we have the godfather of the podcast family I suppose with three and a half points so you've, you've, got a, you've got a half point cushion at the moment but it's uh,
0: and as I like to say I do like a it's all a to play for cushion six, weeks,
1: cushion. six weeks to go six weeks to go before we have to start making some some bold playoff picks and that's where it becomes
0: yes. sketchy at best yes indeed there's always an upset at playoff time. There's always an upset. So, half that's a point. The half a point. Hmm. Any standout moments from the week for you, Mr. Williams? From week 11?
1: Uh, probably the biggest point will be uh, covered in the injury report later on, but obviously. Uh the horrific injury suffered to by uh, Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an absolute
1: doozy. What's the name? when I was watching it on the when I was watching it on Sunday? Uh, there was a little group chat that I've got with a couple of people who watch it, and they were saying, uh, "Oh, it looks looks bad. What's happened to him?" And I just I just said, like watching it back, seeing the way that his knee like crumbled underneath him. You'd be amazed if he's not torn everything, but apparently he's only torn three out of the f- three, uh, two out of the three, like cruciate ligaments and so mm. like that. So, in 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 one sort of way, it could have been a lot worse, but obviously yep. it's not it's not good, and it's, it's you'd imagine that the potential is that he's not only will he miss the rest of this season, he probably won't play any of next season either. So. It, because the back where they were before the draft, really.
0: It was one of those. I, I don't know how I felt about the fact that I don't know how many minutes he'd been off the field before he sent a tweet about his injury status. I'm like, is that 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 top of your priority list? Oh, just, just let me shoot out a quick tweet, guys.
1: He's a young lad, isn't
0: he? I suppose. Um... I think the uh, the standout thing for me for the week is I saw earlier today that somebody, possibly on ESPN, has called out the goat himself for his uh, horrific sportsmanship. Uh, so it looks like it, yeah, it looks like um, he has this thing about anybody he loses to, he won't shake the hand. So um, again. With the loss to the with the loss to the Rams, nowhere to be seen at the end of the game. Um, so he's he's been he's been put on blast, as the kids would say. He's been called out for his unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, wow! And, and basically, this 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 thing I saw was saying we need to address this issue. It's really yeah. it's really poor of him to act like that. Um, and I think I, I think you'll struggle to find somebody that disagrees. It's re- it's a really poor show. And it's one of those I think I thought about it and it was like you think about how much time he spent with the Patriots and how much time he it pro- probably went unnoticed because they they were such a you know, with you know, him, Belichick, the Patriots, they were such a juggernaut that they won more games than they lost. It would have gone it would have gone unnoticed until now. So um, I back the bid for uh, for calling him out. He, they they should they should put him on. Um, they should put him on an interview him about it and just be like, "What's what's the deal here?" You know. But yeah, not not necessarily game related. Uh, but that was just something that I saw earlier. Um,
1: yeah, I, I've just had I've just had a quick look on the on uh, on the Twitter. Uh, to see what it says and yeah there's, it's just it does seem to be uh, quite uh, quite rife on there so mm. poor form I mean that's 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 part of it, isn't it? Like, obviously you've got to be obviously you've got to have there'll be people in there they'll, they'll sort of say well why should he why should he be shaking his hand he doesn't want to lose and so it's like yeah I get that but you've also got to be gracious in defeat but you've also got to be a gracious winner at the same time. You yeah, because there's, like, there's nothing worse than people who win. Well like, people who are victorious. People who are successful who would then just go and gloat and like rub it in people's faces.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure you got to be a
1: gracious winner and you've definitely got to take it. Your feet.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it would, I'm sure it would be exactly the same the other way round. If he was running up to golf, <clears throat> if they'd have won and he was running up to golf, giving it all like, you know, all of this and you know rubbing his face in it and stuff I'm sure he'd get called out for that as well it's exactly the same thing you have to be gracious in defeat and you have to be gracious in victory as well you know Absolutely. that's what that handshake is that handshake is either well done you played a better game or well done you played a good game we were just luckier or you know we're, you know we were in a better position or whatever but that handshake says both things. So without it, it it's just it's a really poor show. It's really
1: really yeah, poor. Perfect example of like a, a case of a good sportsmanship would be in the Packers Colts game because if you, if you if you see if you saw some of the bits of that, obviously at the end of that you could see that um, Rogers and Rivers were both still on the on the pitch together. And they were chatting to each other, yep. and they were like, obviously they'd, they'd met at half, they met at half distance, like at the center of the pitch, to have the sort of the the post match sort of breakdown, I suppose that quarterbacks generally tend to have, and they were stood talking to each other for a good for a couple of minutes. It looked like, and, yep. and that's that's how it should be. And you didn't see Rogers there, like with the, with the old boo boo face on, because his team had lost. He just he took it in his stride. I, I can't imagine he was happy because when's Aaron Rodgers ever happy? He won his fucking won games.
0: That is one so that is one miserable, miserable. man. The, the 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 one that always stood out for me was Andrew Luck. Where towards the back end of his career when they were showing like times when he was mic'd up and saying what a good sportsman he was, like he'd be getting sacked, like hard sacked. And he'd be like, Good hit, big man, good hit, good hit. It's like you don't yeah. get better sportsmanship than that. And that's the other end of the scale. So a, a, a handshake and a well done and then walk off the field that it's not that difficult you know you don't have to be going to the extremes of you know congratulating people when they absolutely rail you to the ground but at the same time just walking off spitting your dummy out like a big baby it's like have a word so, uh, so yeah, that that was something that stood out for me. I mean, it's no, it's no secret. I'm not the biggest Brady fan. Um, I'm not one of the Brady bunch. So, um, fantasy wise, did you have a win in the last week?
1: I did not. I think my uh, my fantasy season has been in the toilet for the past twelve weeks. <laughs>
0: The week before the so,
1: draft,
0: uh, I, I, I. I'm,
1: include, I'm including the I'm including the draft in that week. Obviously. Yeah, we're only at week
0: twelve. So. I uh, I didn't have a win, and it's one of those. I was winning, and 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 my opponent had uh, two players left to play, but I wasn't winning by enough. Uh, admittedly, one of those players was Sir Thomas of Bradleton. Uh, that is not, that is not the only reason for my, for my dislike of Mr. Brady. The list is long. Um, so yeah, another week where I took another loss. Um, I think now that we, as far as fantasy is concerned, now we can see the fantasy playoffs coming, coming around the corner. Um, I am a position out of the playoffs, I believe. Uh, I think I'm joint seventh with the stats mistress. She informed me she could have been lying to me for all I know. Um, and as I've always said, uh, there are there are a couple of teams that I never ever ever want to go up against. No matter who who those players who those players on those teams are, there are just teams I don't want to go up against. Uh, Mr. Matthew Hurley is one of them and your good self is the other one that i never want to really go up against uh, and unfortunately it's uh, it's me versus i previously mentioned it's me versus the this week so not looking forward to that um my 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 season has been riddled with injuries i, I know a lot of people have suffered through through injuries and things um my my fantasy team has been hit hard through uh through the injury side of uh, of this season so yeah it, it it's all I can do to actually put players in my lineup there is I think the last four or five weeks I've had to pick someone up every week and in our in our big league picking someone up it's like oh do I want someone who might score me four points or somebody who might score me three points. I mean, the, the, the choice. So it's stuff like that. Um, I, I actually have that exact situation this week. There was a, you know, me versus you. So uh, I'll, I'll say it now. Good luck to you for this week. Um, I hope you, uh,
1: Yeah. I hope we I, can
0: virtually shake hands this time next week.
1: I think I'm at the point where my. Team, if you can call it that, is is just it's, it's hanging on by literally not even fingertips, like bones within the fingers. So it's just a job. I, I wouldn't worry too much. I think I think yeah, from a fantasy perspective, you'll. Uh, You'll take care of business rather easily
0: this week. I haven't. I haven't looked at what the numbers are saying because um, it does. The, the, the app does that thing. It's like, hey, here's the person you played last week. It's like last week is done. I want to know what's happening this week. Um, but speaking of last week, at this point in time, last week is not done because uh, the stats mistress may, mistress may not be here, but she's here in spirit, and she has sent down from the mountain the stats. Uh, What I will say is, um, and this isn't a criticism, we don't live in a blame culture, but there are no injuries uh, that I'm seeing this week. Uh, I think there might be a bit of uh, injury mixed in to the stats, um, but we'll see. Uh, So, credit goes to Nate Davis of USA Today, uh, and then credit goes to the stats mistress for getting the best of those stats and sending them to us Uh, these are the NFL week 11 stats the first of those stats is this in his first NFL start under Center Taysom Hill led the Saints to a 24-9 win over Atlanta completing 18 of 23 throws for 233 yards, while rushing for a team-high 51 yards and two scores. Breeze and Hill have combined for 565 career touchdown passes. Breeze throwing for a league record, 565, while Hill has a donut here in year four,
1: that is that is weird. It's weird that he's a quarterback who's never thrown a quarter, a, a touchdown pass. Yeah. But it's like he's rushing, his rushing touchdown stats are off the chain.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's crazy. crazy.
0: Number two, four days after making the two-year anniversary of the gruesome leg injury that nearly ended his career and almost his life. Washington quarterback Alex Smith notched his first win since the fateful play as the football team took down the Bengals. Well done to Alex Smith and the Washington football team. Uh, Speaking of, unfortunately, number three, Smith's counterpart Sunday, Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow, apparently suffered a knee injury that will end his rookie season. The number one pick, Shaw made a positive early impression and showed every indication he can lift this downtrodden franchise in future years. Before Burrow went down, he spun his 13th touchdown pass of the season to wide receiver AJ Green, the first time Green had reached the end zone in more than two years. That's, that's a crazy stat right there. As bad, uh, this is number four. Uh, as bad a day as Burrow had, nice to see his Cincinnati predecessor, Andy Dalton, three touchdown passes, coming off a bout with COVID 19, notch his first win in a cowboy uniform. Dalton found Dallas Titan Dalton Schultz for the game winning score in the final two minutes of a 31 28 upset at Minnesota. Far more importantly, it was the first time in league history that a quarterback threw a touchdown pass to a player whose first name matched the passer's last name. I mean, seriously, running back Ezekiel Elliott also had a big day for Dallas, hitting the century mark in rushing yards, 103, for the first time in 2020. Right. I get I get I get another shot. So number five, Miami's tour, Tungavailoa, didn't have a great day. Despite becoming the first Dolphins rookie quarterback since Dan Marino in 1983 to throw a touchdown in four consecutive games, Tungavailoa enjoyed his first NFL defeat in Denver and got benched in the fourth quarter. So I, I think things like that are often a bit
1: harsh.
0: I mean, I get, you know, you're, you're there to win and stuff but...
1: Uh, there was talk that it wasn't purely about the game. There was a, if, if you watch back, I think he either threw an interception or he threw an incompletion that brought up fourth down um, and in the process I think he got rolled up on so I think he's, he's, he might have they might have been a bit worried about his ankle and stuff like that. And his leg in general. So I think uh-huh. maybe they were potentially doing it as a precaution. Oh, right, okay. Just like the game the game was looking like it was lost. Maybe thought they could get something with fits without having to risk to like over exerting himself, so I think it was me it was potentially a bit of both. Maybe.
0: Number six. Chargers. charges, Justin Herbert began the weekend as the first quarterback in Super Bowl era to lose 7 of 8 starts, despite an overall passer rating exceeding 100. But he passed for 3 touchdowns and a career best 366 yards to beat the Jets 34-28. Uh, I believe that is over to you Mr Williams for more
1: stats. Sir. Pittsburgh's Chase Claypool is the only wideout during the Super Bowl era to score 10 touchdowns in his first 10 games. Sticking with the Steelers, they now have a sack in 67 consecutive games, just too shy of matching the all-time league record owned by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Finally on Pittsburgh, they're 10-0 and for the first time in franchise history and the ninth club this century to start that hot. Of the previous eight, only one. The 2009 Saints went to and won the Super Bowl. Mm.
0: Interesting.
1: We go from the uh, sublime to the less than sublime. The Jets. 0-10 for the first time in franchise history. Yeah,
0: did Vince McMahon write these stats or something? <laughs> I did notice there was a lot of, of first time, but it,
1: it,
0: it's the NFL, isn't it? They can make a stat out of anything. They're, honestly, I'm waiting for the stats. Like this is the this is the first time in Super Bowl era that a man that had scrambled eggs for breakfast managed to run <laughs> for a four yard touchdown in the in the snow in the middle of summer. <sighs>
1: oh dear, Jets. 0-10 for the first time in franchise history, and the ninth club this century to start that frigid. Of the previous eight, only two went on to finish the season 0-16: the 2008 Lions, and most recently the 2017 Cleveland Brownies. Onto, onto some, Back onto some good news though. Ravens wide receiver Des Bryant caught four passes for 28 yards on Sunday. That is the first time he'd recorded a reception since his final game with the Cowboys in 2017. Mm. A span of 1057 days. Nice to see Des back in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm sure he, I'm sure he's uh, still uh, Fat shit mental as he was previously, if not oh, if not more. But you know, it's good he can catch a ball still.
1: Exactly. Couple <laughs> more to finish. So the Patriots four and six start is their worst through ten games since Bel Belichick' inaugural campaign in New England, where the club lost eight of its first ten. If the Patriots and Ravens each currently sit out, oh wow, got a bit confused there. So the, the stat was still correct, it is New England, so it's, the, it's the worst since his first campaign there with lost eight in the first ten. If the Patriots and Ravens each currently sit outside the AFC playoff picture, both missed the postseason, it'll mark the first time that's happened since 2002. And finally, we come to the best division in football. it's time for some NFC East chatter in the NFC East the Eagles remain in the hot spot of first place despite having a best record of 3 6 and 1 that's all in spite of losing in Cleveland on Sunday however their lead at the top of the division has been reduced to just a half game thanks to that draw in Cincinnati after the Cowboys and Washington joined the idle Giants at 3 and 7 in a three-way tie for second place. Seriously, the way that the way that the playoff system works in the NFL is just an absolute joke. So they showed they showed it up on they showed it up on Red Zone on Sunday at the end of the games. You had Saints with a top seed, I think they were Seven and two, eight and two. No, it must be seven and two because I never, I think, this week. Uh, No, it must be eight and two because in this week. Then you've got the Packers. Then you've got the Seahawks. And then there was the, uh, the you had know, the the wild card teams were the uh, Cardinals and Rams, and uh, possibly the Bears. I think it might have been. There'd been another team, and then sneaking in the fourth seed spot was the fucking Philadelphia Eagles with three wins all season. It, it, it absolute it's joke,
0: bonkers. It's a system where you can be twice as bad and still get into the playoffs. So they've lost more than more than twice as many games in.
1: That, it's that situation where if you're not going to finish as the top seed, you almost want to sort of finish as the fifth seed, so you get whoever it is that finishes top of the NFC East yeah. for your opening playoff game.
0: Which is what I started when you know when I was like, oh, the 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 conspiracy. It's
1: It's going to be. I think that I think as the uh, as the weeks go further and deeper into the season, I think you're going to see a little bit of. Uh, Potentially, sort of tactical football being played, and this is what I was saying the about teams those that are in the wild card, like or in the play. Yeah, I was saying that it's about those teams Seahawk that are there games. the, sort of the fifth, and seed. Tactical, so,
0: tactical watch playing this space because there's going to
1: be, I think there's going to be some shit going on there.
0: Absolutely, I'm sure there's been there's been if, if you go back and look at certain games, I'm sure there's been a little bit. Uh, Let's uh, let's sit this one out, because that goes down as a loss, and a loss will put us just a little bit further down, so that we can coast a little, and we all know about playoff push, you know, get that first game out of the way, get that comfortable game out of the way, and then really go for it. it. It's all tactics. I've always said, American football is chess, just played on a field rather than on a board it's all up here yeah athletically you know they've got to be big and strong and all that but it's all up here that's why that's why it's always about you know who's got a great defence great defence is going to win the game so that puts to bed week 11 of the 2020 NFL season done gone see you later we look forward now to week 12 which is the second to last week of the fantasy season i'll be sad to see it go other than the fact that like like we we get playoffs as well um some of us won't be there but you know can't have it all can you um i picked some games and as i was saying earlier there you know Callback, great comedy and all that. As I was saying earlier, I believe this week is the week to get a win. The games basically pick themselves. Um, if you do the thing on, if you do it on uh, pickums, this was a week where like the oppo- like the two teams, one was like a full green bar, and the other one was like a little, like a nubbin. Uh, so they, they they were no brainers. Obviously, every week there's a there's a coupon buster. There's a there's a, a game that just blows everything out of the water. Have we got me, you, and the stats mistress all going with the same games?
1: Well, it would appear that this week in the predictions, Vince McMahon has indeed done the predictions because here on the Cookie Cast laces
0: out podcast
1: we are going to bring to you for the first time ever a complete three way tie in the predictions
0: and as we know whenever there is uh, an absolute definite tie it is settled by arm wrestle unfortunately all arm wrestling is done virtually these days
1: so there's a couple of ways around we can do this either we each have to pick which game we think will have the most points combined in it mm. or
0: I like what you, I like what you're selling
1: no, no, we need to we'll need to do something. That act as some sort of tiebreaker that would give the give the person the point that week.
0: Yes. Unfortunately, we haven't established this before recording, so have
1: not. So her, you're watching you're watching the first, like I say, first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we are doing this on the fly. So
0: yes. I wonder if I can get. I wonder if I can get a. excuse me so what are we saying we need the game that we think is going to have All right, let me go in let me go and see
1: no actually mm. scratch that scratch that because that could that could be scuppered by like if none of us pick the highest scoring game that's going to scupper it um, instead of that We each have to pick the minute we think the first touchdown will be scored across any of the games. I like that. Because, obviously, there's only 60 minutes to pick from and the likelihood of us each picking the same minute is very unlikely.
0: Oh, but... Ah, this week—something we haven't covered this week. What what happens this week in America?
1: Well, it is Thanksgiving.
0: So there's more games. So,
1: so well, the, the, the reason I've, the reason I've said the minute thing is that because it doesn't matter which game it's scored in, oh, the right, fastest yeah. touchdown will still be the fastest touchdown. If you see what I mean.
0: I'm just sending it to her.
1: So say if you went for... The... Seventh minute. You get the seventh minute... In all sixteen of the games.
0: Yeah. Get you.
1: Damn I would it. get the tenth minute. Leanne would get... The twelfth minute. Whatever, or basically whatever minute it is that we decide that we pick. So... I won't I won't do it on I won't do it live on the podcast. I'll just wait until you two have sent me yours in to make sure that we don't duplicate and things like that. Okay. And then whoever's closest gets the point. Or gets the tiebreaker.
0: Alright, I'm down with that. Well, yeah. I've let I've let her know so she can uh, she can let uh, oh oh live at time of record oh do you need because I have, I know mine I've now got hers
1: right if you send those to me and we'll and we'll do it live on the podcast. Ooh.
0: It's happening now. It's happening as we speak. Are you ready? Here you go. There. So.
1: <laughs> Andy has placed... a very ambitious... first minute.
0: Yep. Yeah. This is the week where we're going to say Somebody just absolutely bomb it down. In fact, no. I'm going to go out on a limb. It's going to be a uh, return for touchdown.
1: Kickoff return for a touchdown?
0: Yeah.
1: You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Leanne has gone for the third minute. So. People are going to assume he's going to pick the second minute here. No, He's not going to pick the no, second no, minute He's going to go... I'm going to go for...
0: Six. Five's a good number. Five's a good, solid number.
1: I'm going to go for the fifth minute. So
0: so there, there we we'll go. go
1: we've each picked every single team the same however yeah. we do our tie break method set in stone first minute, third minute fifth minute obviously if no touchdowns are scored until the sixth minute onwards do, do I win it by default because I've picked the latest minute
0: yeah, didn't think of that damn it but you got to work on the principle that that's six minutes of every game. For no touchdowns to be exactly. scored in in the first six minutes of every game, I find that to be unlikely. So basically,
1: unlikely. it could
0: be between you and Leanne. And it could well, literally if, go...
1: If, uh, listen, you, you can just paint the picture now. It's Thanksgiving morning mm. slash afternoon. Mm. Here it'll be evening. 5 p.m. on Thursday. Matt Prater puts boot to ball, kicks it up into the, I'd say the Detroit evening sky, but they play in a dome stadium, so hmm. into the atmosphere within the the humidity controlled atmosphere of Ford Field. Uh, it comes down to, it, for some reason, Will Fuller's in the game as a kick returner. No idea why. And he just takes it to the house. It's
0: happening. Mark my words.
1: Andrew Cook therefore gets the win. Regard. that's the best thing about this, is that technically, the tiebreaker,
0: is the decider. it
1: comes to the first game, settles who wins the win. It's
0: the decider. It's like, no. <laughs> doesn't matter who wins any of the other games, the tiebreaker is the, this week's competition. Oh, it's amazing! So there you go. It's all down to chance, the way I like it. So,
1: well, all it all just means is that if we take the if we take the Thanksgiving games in isolation, if there's no if there's no touchdowns in the Thanksgiving games before the sixth minute, the predictions are still on the line when it comes round to Sunday. So,
0: oh, it's juicy! I like it. I like it a lot.
1: It
0: is. So. It is. That brings us uh, nicely to um, to the back end, where it's my time to ask you if you've got any other business to take care of.
1: Nothing other businessy, just uh, just to, uh, obviously, to wish our American brethren uh, a lovely, uh, happy Thanksgiving.
0: Absolutely.
1: You no. Know, enjoy yourselves. Have some nice food. Watch some nice football.
0: Have a slice of pumpkin pie on us. Pie. Well, I don't have anything else. I think I've rambled on enough this evening. I've obviously had too many coffees or something. No such thing. Uh, thank you to you and good luck to you for this week, sir. And uh, I will uh, I release you back into the wild. Thank you very much, thank you, sir. So there you go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another week of the season gone. The fantasy season coming to a close, just playoffs, and then it'll be actual playoffs. And uh, and yeah, Super Bowl's just around the corner now. Can you believe it? YouTube watchers, if you could subscribe, it's a huge help to us. And uh, everybody else, jump over to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there. You can uh, drop us a line if you want, there's various ways to do that, and uh, we love to hear from you. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'll say bye, and I'll see you then.